Tell me when I need to be quiet. That you're you're really good at this. All right, it's the CougarFan.com Rising Shout Podcast, episode four hundred and thirty-three. Get all of your BYU sports news at CougarFan.com. You you don't have to be quiet anymore, Matt. I was letting you do the intro. This is the way we do this. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, it's time to open this thing with an email from Simon Pickup. Here we go, Simon. If you want to email the show, of course you can do it at risingshotpodcast at gmail.com. We got a few of those today. Simon says, Dear Rise and Shout Podcast, always so polite, Simon. I was making Simon's great. He is great. I was making lunch for my siblings and found out they were we were out of bread for sandwiches. But somebody, everybody still wanted PB&J, so I used hot dog buns instead of bread. He also attached a picture of said picture sandwiches. Was, it looked delicious. I, I mean, it's PB&J. So are those hot dogs or are those sandwiches? <laughs> they're, clearly not, they're, clearly sandwich, they're clearly not hot dogs, they're but they're clear, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They are. It's a taco. And, Please, raise your hand if you've not had PB&J on a hot dog bun in your life. It's it's an audio podcast. No one, You can't see anybody raising their hands. Well, that's because there is nobody raising their hands because everybody has done that. Simon has provided a an experience for his siblings that they need, frankly, to get through life. Yeah. And yeah, they're well, sandwiches. Well, I, are, they sam- I, are they not sandwiches? Are they not sandwiches? I love that he's making lunch for his siblings and it's... Hot dog buns with PB and J in them. I think that's fantastic. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. But I, 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 you're dodging my question. Is it not a sandwich? It's not a sandwich. It's a taco. Stop it. It's a peanut butter and jelly taco. Stop it with your box. What is it? What's that theory called? The box theory? Yeah. It's I, it's not a theory. It's just reality. That's not a taco. It's a taco. It's a no. It's a sandwich. It's it's a peanut butter and jelly taco. With a hot dog bun. Oh my gosh. Now now you are being ridiculous. <laughs> ah, we've talked about this so much over the years. It just it's the gift that keeps I can't believe it keeps coming back. I said something oh, last week, I said something to my wife about it after we recorded the show. She's like, You guys are still talking about this? Yeah, I said, We're not. It's the listeners keep bringing it up. They do. People they want bringing... people want to hear this debate. They, it's they... very heated. They apparently do. Uh, somebody, I can't find it, but somebody um, sent us a message about that. And there's another one that I couldn't find, which was about the Dodgers. Did I send you that one? Was that an email? Uh, was there an email question about the Dodgers? There was one that you sent to me and I could never see it. There was something wrong with the email. No, that was Chase. We'll yeah, get was to Chase in a second. Uh, but by the way, it's game six of the World Series as we record. And I believe the Rays, and this is important that I give a score to a game that by the time I post this will have finished. Uh, but the uh, Dodgers are ahead 2-1 to one on their way to potentially winning the World Series. Um, How about those hats the Rays are wearing with just the ray on them? The yeah, big ray on the front? Yeah, it's pretty weird. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a throwback you know, to the old days of the historic... Yeah. Tampa Bay Rays franchise. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Devil Rays, yeah. yeah. That was right. what their old name back sure. in last the late part of last century. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, and into the early aughts. You love it when I say that. All right. You ought not to say that. Wow. 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 Uh, tweet bag time. Tweet bag. Our first one is from Justin Whiting on Twitter. That's at JN Whiting. You can, of course, tweet at us at BYU underscore Rice Shop. He says, no questions, just enjoying the ride and the podcast. Hashtag tweetbag. All right. That's no the way question. it's done. It's a no question question. I love it. Speaking of Chase and his emails, he sent us three emails. I think he's using email like some of you use Twitter. He was just firing us when he had a thought. All right. So I'm going to go through his. I'm going to edit a little bit for time. All right. Chase Blyle. From the game. Gilmore on not calling P.I. You're up 49 to 14. Good on the ref for not calling P.I. I don't like that. I thought out of all the dumb things that Rod Gilmore said on Saturday night, that might have been the dumbest. I've never even heard somebody 
put that take out there before, and I've watched a lot of football out there. That's a bizarre thing. That was a bizarre thing to say. But do you think the ref didn't call it because of the score, or do you think the ref just missed it? I think I, the ref just missed it. They like, they missed, missed PI all the time. It just happens. And so I was, I'm was. i with Chase. I, I don't like that. And if that was the, you know, at, at that point, if that was the case, Chase brings up, w- w- what's where's the line if somebody – uh, hit somebody laid out of bounds. Do you don't call that? Do you call holding? Do you? I mean, it's just stupid. What Gilmore? But to be fair, eighty percent of what Gilmore says is dumb, right? Below average. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I probably below average. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, his color commentary is just. I, I don't. Does he watch the film? Because sometimes I think, oh, he might have watched some film, and other times like, oh, I think he only knows anything about BYU because he called a game earlier this year. Right. And he's relying on the whatever research somebody did for him when yes, he called the game earlier this year because he clearly had not – he couldn't like complete the story of anything from the earlier game in the season. So yeah. I, I think it, it, it appeared like he just kind of mailed this one in. Yes, which I think he does frequently. Um, did we pay uh, – Chase continues. Did we pay Texas State to play at BYU? The answer is yes, I believe, right? Uh, I would assume. Um, he says, I'm annoyed when we hold back offensively because we don't want to blow somebody out, even though we are paying the other team to get destroyed. <laughs> um, if we are effectively going to run that, run the clock out, there ought to be a concede option for the visiting team. I'm not into that, particularly Chase. I think you still got to run it out. If we are running our full offense with the second and third string, but can't score more than a field goal, then we have no depth. If you are instead playing conservatively, why does Clemson get to beat a, a divisional foe opponent by 60, but we can't score more than 50 against a t- team we paid to get beat up? If you're going to pay them, then play them. So I'll say this, Matt, and then you can jump in. I don't really get worked up about this stuff. I don't really care what happens in the fourth quarter of plots. So but you find what I find interesting here is earlier – this season, I, I believe it was this. Yeah, it was earlier this year. Clemson is up forty nine nothing at halftime over the Citadel. Yes, and they sent a message to the Citadel coach saying, "Hey, do you want to just play the second half with a running clock? We'll just kind of get out of here faster." Which is essentially what Chase. It's basically what he's suggesting here, right? And Citadel's like, "No, we're going to play the game." And their, their coach's response was, we came here to play 60 minutes of football, and that's what we're going to do. It didn't matter whether I was going to get beat by 100 or I was going to get beat by 50. We were going to stand in there. We're going to play a full 60 minutes of football. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I, here, here's the other thing. I, I know I tweeted about this. Guys, we are ranked by the computers somewhere between 15 and 8, right, um, by a lot of the computer rankings. The most of the modern computer rankings take out take out junk time, uh, which is defined by different algorithms. They people have defined it different ways. But the point is, this isn't the '80s. You don't have to score sixty points. It it doesn't matter. Those don't get you anything. Now they may help with voters, but the committee for like the New Year New Year Six and the college football playoff they rely a lot on these metrics. And it will not matter if we scored a bunch. Now, Chase's other argument, though, he doesn't actually make the impressive argument. He's making the our third and second stringers and third stringers should get to run the offense. And that I completely agree with. I say, but I think we have until, you know, the very end when we start kneeling and, and going conservative. I think Romney has had the chance to use the offense. Now, he is using second and third stringers. I don't think... This talks about depth. I also don't think how well you play in junk time tells you about depth either. I think that's potentially a misnomer because the game's out of hand and uh, the effort. I, I know everybody should have max effort all the time, but that's not possible, right? Well, and the play calling is different, right? You come out in the first drive of the Houston game. On the very first play, you take a shot over the top. When you're up by 35, 40 points, you don't come out and open a drive with a shot over the top. You just it's just it's not something that you do. Right. And we've not and we've not done that. Maybe some maybe some places they they do that. Um, some coaches do that. I'm not and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying it's not what we do. 
So to say that we're, I, I don't know that I could say we're running our quote full offense um, when we when we get later in the game and we're bringing in the second and third string guys because I, I just I don't think it's the same. Well, I, I but Romney doesn't have the arm Wilson does. So I'm not saying you wouldn't take a shot down the field. I'm just saying I, he has taken a couple of shots, uh, not maybe 40-yard shots, not a, a pass that would require you to throw the ball 63 uh, and a half yards in the air. And drop it in a bucket. Yeah, drop it in a bucket. Um, but, you know, Romney's not the same quarterback, so you're going to call the game different. I I just, people, it, it's like we ha- feel like we have to get worked up about something. We don't have to get worked up about something. I don't feel like there's anything to get worked up about. Gilmore's stupid commentary aside, uh, I don't think there's anything worth getting too fired up about here. Do you disagree? Uh, I don't. Well, and the other thing, too, is when we... I I don't think there's anything to, to get too fired up about here. But one other thing I think about is when we signed the contract for Texas State to come and play, I don't think we, I don't think we believed at the time that we would have been a 30-point favorite. Right. If I had said that to you in August, like, I'm not saying that we thought Texas State was Texas State was some kind of world beater, but based on the past couple of years, and you look at the way we thought about this at the beginning of the season, I think we all felt like we were probably going to drop one or two games, and now we're looking at this thinking, hmm, we might run the table here. Um, so to, to sit here and talk about some of these teams, like oh, we're just we're paying these guys to come in, like we're like we're Clemson in North Alabama or something. It's it's not the same thing. Yeah, I think we would have been like two touchdown favorites. At the beginning of the year, probably against Texas State, maybe a little more, maybe like eighteen, not thirty, right? Yeah, thirty-point spreads are silly. Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty rare, but um, but all right. we're winning our games by an average score of forty-five to fourteen. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's not maybe it's not that crazy. But if if I would have asked you at this point in the season, if I would have to- told you to take a bet on an average spread of thirty-five, uh, what is that? No. 31 points? No. And that, that we would average 45 points a game? No. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have taken that. N- nobody would have taken No, Nobody that's not related to, or maybe Jeff Johnston, because he always wears the blue goggles, nobody's taken that bet. Nobody's taken that bet. All right, Jeremy I, I'm Ashton. I'm kind of straight from his question. Yes, yes. Well, we do that all the time. Jeremy Ashton had an email for us. What are your thoughts on the BYU's fake punt late in the game? Was this a good strategic play by the punter or poor sportsmanship? Stupid. And I'll tell you why. It's not the reason everyone's talking about with this sportsmanship. You tipped your freaking hand, dude. You tipped yeah, the hand. He gave up the read. He gave up the read. Now people are going to look for it. Stupid. That's why it's dumb. You don't want to use it there. You read it, you made the right read in your brain, and you tell the coaches afterwards, I saw it, and they go, good job, Rico. And then you do it in a game that matters. The game was out of hand. He obviously has some wheels. He looked pretty pretty, uh, pretty good. But I, I don't like it because I just think it's unnecessary at that point in the game. It's not strategic. Um, I don't, I don't care about the sportsmanship stuff. If you want to stop the play, stop the play. I mean, that's the thing. Texas State had every opportunity to not let him run for forty-nine yards. Yeah, I, I just, say, I just say this: he won't convert another one all year. We, because it, yeah, that play is gone. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like it for that, for that reason. Now he may see that read sometime later in the season, and hopefully it works when it works. But people are gonna now are gonna look at the film, the special teams coaches, and they're gonna fake the read, right? They're gonna make him think he's got it, and he's gonna think I ran for forty nine yards last next last time, and this time it's gonna be against San Diego State with much better athletes, right? Playing special teams. Um, but I don't think Kalani Satake needed to apologize for anything at the end of the game. Do you think he needed to apologize yeah, for I the don't fake punt? I don't think that he needed to apologize. I think that he did, though, on the field. Yeah, I think he did. But I don't think he needed to. Again, Kalani coaches how he coaches. I would coach different. And Lavelle coached different. And Spurrier, they would have just opened up the playbook, right? And had the back backup quarterback slinging it. And and Kalani play, doesn't play that way, and I'm fine with it. It doesn't matter that much to me. 
No, I don't think you're giving up much by not scoring the incremental touchdown in the fourth quarter. I don't think so. Of a game that people are just going to read the box score for anyway. Yeah. Uh, Andre Hutchins, that's at AC underscore Hutchins on Twitter, had this question. It seems likely, so we're shifting away from that Texas State game, seems likely BYU will be able to add only one more game to their schedule this season, and Marshall just became available on November 28th. So who would be the best opponent to add? A possible 10-1 Army team ranked 25 in the coaches' poll or a possible 8-0 Marshall team ranked 18th? Now, JP has a similar question. Do you add someone to the schedule or stand pat? Um, so, And JP had an additional question we'll get to in just a moment. Matt, if you have the option to add Marshall or Army, are you taking it for that November 28th? What is our record at the time? No, today. You're making the no. call today. I'm not taking the game. You're not going to get to make a call later, I don't think. They're going to fill that spot later, or it'll just be too late. I, I know I everyone has it. dreams of people scheduling these games week of. I, 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 that may end up happening, but I, I don't think that's likely. Yeah. Yeah, I. I, um, I, I also see. think it's highly, it's highly unlikely. The teams that you're that we're thinking about that would do that are in conferences, and they they don't need to replace it with a non-conference game. Well, and nobody I, I, who needs and nobody who's looking to beef up their resume to make themselves a potential. You know, if we're talking about a P five team that's looking to beef up their resume to get into the college football playoff, they don't want to play us. Yeah, but that's a different. That's a totally different question, though. Do you want us to add a game? Forget about whether we could. Do no, you I don't think want to, BYU should do it? I don't want to add those two, either of those two teams. I just don't think at this point BYU needs to add another game. Uh, their chances of making the college football playoff are nearly zero. And the New Year's Six comes down to remaining undefeated and some chaos at the top, right? Yep. So I, I don't know this really helps you. And going undefeated, as we've talked about, is really hard. Adding a third tough game down the stretch... I think all it does is decrease your chances of getting into the New Year's Six, not increase them. Yeah. All right. JP's second part of his question, um, which, by the way, the... Okay, I, I think BYU's already learned this lesson, but how do you feel if you're Wisconsin right now? You're coming off the high of this game. Your reg, Your freshman has this incredible first start and now you have no quarterbacks why are the quarterbacks hanging out together i don't know what you're thinking there uh but this is this is the reason big 10 and pac 12 the sec is smarter than you they started earlier in the year and it gave them wiggle room and you guys have no wiggle room and your and your quarterbacks are rooming together i don't know if those guys are actually rooming together but geez louise separate them man it's not like linemen. They don't have to be next to each other, right? They don't have to hang in practice. Keep no, six feet. And, and they shouldn't because so, you're going to run into this problem. But that's what I'm saying. Like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have zero room for error. And right now, about one out of every 10 games, a little bit higher than that, is getting postponed or canceled every week. Well, and the is it the Big Ten that's imposing a 21-day quarantine? 21-day, way beyond anyone else's. Aren't those supposed to be smart institutions in the Big Ten? I think the 21 days, I, I, I don't... Uh, it's way again, beyond any doctor's recommendation. I'm not an epidemiologist, but I haven't, I, don't, I haven't seen where that recommendation comes from. I think I've they just plenty of places that advocate a 14-day, maybe even a 16 or 15-day, but a full, a full 50% increase in days? Yeah. Doesn't... I, I just don't know. I, I just haven't seen where that... Yeah. Uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. Be pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, think about that. When you're playing an abbreviated season, that's it's 21 days. Yeah, it's 21 days in a season that's like 50, right? Like or whatever their total days are. JP had a second question for us. If BYU misses the New Year's Six, what odds do you give BYU of playing a P5 opponent in a bowl game? Uh, 50-50? I was going to say 100%. I don't know. It'll just depend on matchups and other things going on with bowl games. If we don't make the New York New York Six, I said New York Six. That's your thing. Yeah, I know. Um, Way to go, buddy. I, I, listen, this is what's going to happen. 
and I'm just going to say this. I'm not even going to look at the affiliation of the Bulls. We're going to play the University of Utah in the Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, it would be if, good television. Really, though, if we don't make a New Year's Six Bowl, and Utah's assuming Utah is bowl eligible, and Everybody's you're ESPN, and year. you're ESPN, and you've got a ranked BYU team, a top 15 or whatever, top 20 BYU team, and you can put them and Utah in a in a in a bowl together, mm. you're not going to try and do that. Yeah, it's a, you make a strong argument. And then you call up the venue, right? You call what's the name of the new stadium down there where UNLV is going to have fans before the Raiders do? SoFi Allegiant Stadium. So no, is it no, SoFi? No, SoFi is somewhere else. SoFi is in Los Angeles. That's the Rams. Yeah, I think Allegiant the is the uh, is yeah, the yeah. Las Vegas stadium. You, so you're you're going to call them and say, hey, do I have a do I have a good one for you? Not only is it BYU Utah, they're both you know. They both travel to Vegas well. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like it I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think the odds of us playing a P five opponent in a bowl game are extremely high. A hundred percent is I maybe I'm overdoing it, but if if you're ESPN, that's what you want if BYU doesn't make a New Year's six. You want them to play some you want them in a to play a P five opponent. Okay. Because you right. will draw so many eyeballs. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's a fair you have me convinced, sir. All right, Tyler Anderson had an email for us. He says, Dear Rise and Shout. So much politeness today. Uh, First, Simon is really setting the example, and I love it. Yeah. uh, He says, First, I want to say that I was able to go to the Texas State game, and it was a great experience. First ever home BYU game in the Rock student section. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. These uh, These are amazing memories as a student. Oh, yes, they are. Hopefully, it was the first of many wins I see there. Anyway, I wanted to ask if y'all agreed with these three's opinions. So we're going to do a little buy or sell, Matt. All right, let's do this. Let's buy or sell Tyler's email. All right. He says, Zach Wilson, number one, Zach Wilson is on place, on place, on pace for the best season a BYUQB has had in my lifetime. He was born in 2002. I assume you're a freshman there, Tyler, so... Congrats, that's awesome. Um, Matt, buy or sell, Zach Wilson is on pace for the best QB season BYU has had in his lifetime. I'm going to, oh man, I'm having a hard time pulling up what I had. uh, I'm having a hard time pulling up the thing I pulled up in order to talk about this. I'm going to sell it. No, I'm going to buy it. So you may or may not know this. You may or may not know this, fair listeners, but I, for the Deseret News, wrote a piece several years ago ranking every BYU football season uh, for a quarterback. July 23rd, 2016 is when that was published. Correct, correct. And I, I updated a few times. I've got this whole spreadsheet on it. And here's the thing. Based on his current rate stats, there is no doubt if he continued at that rate that this would be the best season of his lifetime and a top five or six season in the history of BYU quarterbacking. I I don't think, and again, he has to keep doing it, right? But the best season from his lifetime is probably what Max Hall in 2008 or Max Hall in 2009. And I think as good as those seasons were, if he comp- completes seventy five percent of his passes and is averaging ten yards an attempt, it's better than the Max Hall years, as yeah. good as those were. And the team's undefeated. But even with one loss, if he's got those numbers, I uh, I think you'd have a hard time convincing me those Max Hall's seasons were better. So yeah, where where this really becomes it. an argument if you is if you stretch it back of all and say of all time instead of since two thousand two. No, it's not the best of all time, and the p- part of the problem Zach's going to have in some of these arguments is he's not going to play as many games, so it's hard to give him as much credit as say Sarkeesian or somebody else that played eleven, twelve, thirteen games. Right, um, the numbers won't look quite as good, but he's making a compelling case. Uh, number two, buy or sell. 
Grimes should stop or really cut down on any sort of design QB runs for Wilson. So much of the season rides on him being healthy, and most of these games have been blowouts. So why risk him? Buying or sell? I'm going to sell that. I'm also going to sell it. I, I think Wilson's done a really good job of only putting himself at risk for touchdowns and important f- first downs. I think he's done a good job sliding and getting out of bounds. Yeah, he used to initiate contact a lot more um, you know, on you know second and five and some of these other situations, which he doesn't do anymore. He's running out of bounds and he's sliding. So you know, there was the one time he got his ankle rolled up on, but he was scoring a touchdown. So I and that's and it's also part of his game. And it's part of the way that the offense runs. And I think if you start trying to get too cute with peeling some of those things out of the offense, you're going to see it become less successful. So you have to let him play his game. Third one, buy or sell. I'm a little frustrated. There are three teams above us in the polls with a loss and two teams that have only played one game. Am I being unreasonable about these Big Ten and SEC teams, or is the AP poll not giving us enough respect? So are you buying this frustration or selling it? Um, I'm 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 selling this too. Um, I mean, I don't know that I can get can be too frustrated with with a ranking at 11. You know, when I guess we're what halfway through the season. If you're not the Pac-12 or the Big Ten at this point, um, when I look at the when I look at the teams that are in front of us that he's referencing and who they've played and what those losses looked like, I, I'd have a hard time saying that we should be uh, say you know if I want to go back here. Uh, so no, go back and say we should be ranked higher than Georgia. I, yeah, I just, I, if you asked me to fill out a to fill out a poll, would I rank us higher than Georgia? Would I put us in the top five? Georgia, whose only loss is to Alabama, they've beat two ranked teams. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't I, know. I would say this. I here's the thing. I don't like these. I would, at this point, if I were an AP voter, I would not have any of the Big Ten or Pac-12 teams in my rankings until they've played at least twice. And the reason I say that isn't any disrespect to them. It's just, it's really hard to compare 6-0 and Clemson against 1-0 and Ohio State. So I'm kind of buying some of what he's saying, but I'm definitely selling that other part that you're talking about, which is, I think a three and one Georgia deserves to be ranked above us because I mean we haven't played a great schedule. Now that's not. I, mean, I think we deserve to be a top ten team. I I'm just okay with Georgia being in front of us. And regardless, Ohio State's going to be in front of us if I follow my rule and say you got to play at least two games. Fine. It was this week. They're not ahead of us, and they're ahead of us next week, right? So I I mean. In the end, Ohio State is a really good football team, and they will be ahead of us in the rankings. Uh, now, the the interesting one ahead of us, quite frankly, is probably Notre Dame, because I'm not sure they've played any better than we have. Sl- a better schedule, sure, but I, 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 I would put us... I bet you we could beat Notre Dame this year, head-to-head on a neutral field. I'd, I'd like our chances in that game. And that may be true, but the one that's ranked ahead of us that really bothers me is Cincinnati. I think we would smoke Cincinnati. I agree with you. I think we'd smoke Cincinnati. And so that one doesn't that one doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, um, that's fair. You know, I, I I I think that if we if they put us in a stadium together, and I hope that that that's not what they do for a bowl game. That would be so lame. That would but, be so lame. Um, I think they've. I think if we they put us against each other right now, I think we'd be favored by seventeen. I, think I just think that's I think that's the line that I think that's the line that Vegas would put out there, and I think people I think it would trade I think it would trade I think people would bet around that it, it would stick somewhere in that range. Now, to so be I, fair, the computers like us about the same. We're a little bit higher than Cincinnati on the Massey ratings. We're ninth and they're tenth. So I don't know what the line would be. That's a good one. I don't know, huh. but I think I you're just, right. I think we smoke it, them. It'll be interesting when the actual college football playoff ranking comes out to see what our relative ranking with with Cincinnati is cuz that be. that one that one does irk me. I can get over Texas A&M and Georgia who have both lost to Alabama and I, I you know I can even get myself there with Florida, right? Who who lost to Texas A&M. Um but uh I, I can kind of get there. Cincinnati? Like, really? Yeah, I don't know if I can get there in Florida. 
I, I maybe maybe I can get there in Florida. I, I need to see another week or two out of Florida before I really know how I feel about that one. Okay. So uh, his last one, buy or sell. We don't need to schedule any more games this season as long as none of our future games are postponed. Another game wouldn't be worth the risk of blowing our undefeated record. We both already bought that one. Yeah, I'm buying all of that. We're buying all that. Next question. I'm emptying it off of the shelf. Next question comes from Jens Linton on Twitter. He says, does BYU add any more games this season? Uh, No. Will Zach Sensing a theme here in these questions. There's a real theme. Um, will Zach be top five in Heisman voting? Uh, I'm going to yes. say yes. He's going to be yes. top five. What needs to happen besides winning out for BYU to make a New Year's Six Bowl? Chaos, gents. Chaos. I'm not even sure how much chaos you need, to be honest. If we went out, BYU's in the top ten. You're going to take the four of you're going to take four of those teams are going to the playoff. Okay. Then that rem- that leaves you with one, two, three, four, five, six teams in this top ten to fit into how many slots for New Year's Six bowls? Uh, we're so in. We're not. We're not. Uh, you need chaos, man. Uh, l- let me let me put it this way. So this year, okay. So you've got the playoffs, which are playoffs, uh, which playoffs? are the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl. So you've got one, two, three, four, five other. Uh, nope, sorry. One, two, three, four. So you've got five other games and eight slots. We are not guaranteed a slot, okay? Correct. So one of those eight slots goes to the goes to the uh, G five highest ranked conference champion. Okay, so right seven are left. Now imagine that Alabama and Georgia both get into the playoff okay so that means you've got let's just call it now alabama georgia clemson get in the playoff and who do you want to put in fourth ohio state yeah that's ohio state let's put in ohio state that means the big 12 champ and the uh pac 12 champ get a slot so we're now down to four I think you need some, a little bit of chaos. I think you need some two loss teams. If you've Ibsen. got, if you've got some one loss, other one loss teams, I don't like it. If Cincinnati is ranked inside the top ten at the end of the season, in the scenario you just painted, that's helpful for us because they are checking two boxes. They are the highest ranked conference champion from the G five, and they're already in one of those slots. If Cincinnati loses and the highest ranked G5 is ranked lower than we are, like beyond us, that becomes more problematic because they get a slot and then you've got all these other teams you're trying to squeeze in yeah. there. So uh, it's it's so you you need actually Cincinnati to run the table or and not go to the playoff, right? Or, or Marshall. Marshall or some you need somebody else. You you need another one of those teams, those G5 teams. You need that team to be in there with you. Not Boise um, State. They ain't running the table. No, no, oh, geez. So I just think that, uh, yeah, well, clearly not. I'm not. Yeah, well, I guess we'll predict that later. But um, so th- th- I think those are things that you need. But I also think that people are going to be looking when I, uh, and I know it comes down to you know there's, there's the computer stuff and all this, but um, people are in love with BYU right now. Like, yeah, I watched I watched the college football playoff show on ESPN tonight. People love they, some they did BYU. A whole, it was it was eight minutes about BYU. Eight minutes. They interviewed Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson for like six and a half. They talked about oh this is you know they joked with him about driving to California to see John Beck. They're like hey did did you hear that you went to California? And he was like <laughs> I understand you guys talk about that on every game. And they joked and they asked him if he had gotten any speeding tickets. And did he? Uh, no, he said he tickets? didn't. He said he's like, no, I got a radar detector. And then uh, what's the guy's <laughs> name? Is it Reese? Reese yeah, is Reese like, Davis. well, clearly you're only using the radar detector in states where that's illegal. But let's just move on. <laughs> it was very funny. The whole thing was very good. I thought Zach did a really good job, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, anyway, so th- th- they if they keep winning like this, I I think something falls their way here. Um, mm. But and that's kind of what they agreed on that show. They're like, yeah, the odds of these guys making the playoff are pretty slim. But uh, if they keep playing like they're playing, they'll probably go to a New Year's Six Bowl. And I and I think that's true. Mm. Okay, cool. All right, Sean Ritchie, Doctor Ted sixty four on Twitter says, 
If BYU stays undefeated and goes to a New Year's Six Bowl, who do you think BYU would play, and what is the likelihood of a BYU victory? Um, it's hard to handicap who at this point, but I would say, um, I would. I guess it's who of, we just said who we think the four will be in the playoff. Of the rest of the top ten today, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, Michigan, uh, we'll leave out the G5 because neither of us want to play a G5 if we make it to a New Year's Six. Florida, A&M, North Carolina, Miami, Oklahoma, Penn State. Who do you want to play? Sad. So not the top four, not Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia. We're going to assume they're the playoff at, for this, at this point. I want the Big 12 champ. So you want Oklahoma State or Oklahoma? Yep. That's who I want. Okay. All right. Uh, I would love. Ah, man. Do you want to do Notre Dame revenge for canceling the series? I thought about that one too. That that one could be fun. Um, that's all. You know, obviously it's Notre Dame. I mean, it's, who That'd wouldn't? Cool. You know, it, but we played most of these programs are pretty storied. But uh, we've done that. Yeah. Hmm. What about Florida? You'd have the two like two runners up for the Heisman. That'd be kind of a cool matchup. An SEC game would be kind of cool. SEC game would be cool. Yeah. All right. Miami. Miami. There's a lot in here that like are like reliving old games, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. Even Oklahoma and the Max Hall win. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, game. That was a fun one. There's some fun ones in there. We've played a lot of Wisconsin lately. I don't, I don't need that again. Yeah. Um, Alex Saunders, that's at Alex Saunders 90, says, what area are you most looking for improvement this week? So now we're going to talk about a little bit about Western Kentucky. Um, and against another team we should beat pretty easily. I'm still going with the run game. We've got a lot, uh, We've got to get that going. If previous years are any, any indication, we will need to convert on short yardage plays against Boise State. Uh, what are you looking for them to improve on or work on this week against Western Kentucky? Um, you know, this is going to sound silly, but it's in the passing game for me. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to see us continue mm-hmm. to showcase different receivers um, and and spread the ball out. You know, it's, you know, you look at what happened last week. You have people catching passes who, you know, the people catching their first career touchdowns and those types of things from Zach Wilson. Right. You know, Zach, with Zach still in the game. What, 14, I think that, uh, 14 people got a pass or something crazy? Yeah, I don't know. Some crazy number. But yeah. I'd like to see us to continue to develop that because I think that is – I don't disagree with what Alec is saying here about converting on short yardage plays against Boise State and that, that be, that's being key. But I think for the course of the season and going into whatever our bowl game opportunity is, the ability to spread the ball out is going to be key as people continue more and more – to set themselves up to defend against Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I mean, the running game's a good one. I, I think, I, I don't think the running game's been bad, though. I think our short yardage issues have been play calling more than than um, individual player execution, right? Uh, but we're averaging five yards per carry. Uh, it's not as if we haven't run the ball well, and we've had some good games and, and some... Not as good games, but yeah, that works for me. I I would like to see us. Um, I would like to see us come out aggressive on defense and see if we can't not. I don't really care if they score on the first touchdown and then not. You know, if if you turn around and then they don't score for like six or seven possessions in a row, I'm not going to lose my sleep over that. But it would be good to see them come out aggressive and try some things out. But on the flip side, you could make the argument, same thing I've been about Rico, is maybe you don't want to do that because you don't want to tip Boise's hand to what you might want to do against them in the first quarter, right? But that that would be one thing besides the two things that you guys mentioned. Um, Western Kentucky, Matt, what's the line on this one? A billion? Uh, interestingly enough, the line here is again at 28 and a half. 28 and a half. Are you taking the over or under on that one? Um, I believe BYU covers. I do too. This is so nuts. I hate those this lines. Is get, this, if I was actually this betting, I'd just, be silly and- I would just stay off this game if I was a, if I was a betting man. I wouldn't bet on it. I yeah, don't like I generally, 
I, I and and uh, right, and I've said that for the past several weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, lines this big and over unders like this are typically trouble. I mean, and I'm not like again, we talk about this a lot, but I'm not saying I'm some super experienced person in this. But I do look at these numbers pretty frequently, and a spread like that is is trouble. Um, See, we had another question on this. Gosh, I feel like I'm losing my mind. We had some question about uh, chances to win to win out that had the lines. I'll try to go find it while you're talking later. Um, oh yeah, this was a graphic on ESPN the other day. Yeah, they had they had several they had undefeated teams and chances to win out, and yeah. we were at like we were like the second highest. I don't remember what the numbers were, but we were high. We were high. Uh, I wouldn't bet on that, by the way. That's not a bet I'd, I'd do. No, that's also a, that's also a terrible bet. I stay I stay away from those multi-game type of situations. Um, otherwise, what are we what are we both saying? Fifty to ten or something like that on on Saturday night. I'm actually night? I'm I'm landing at forty five to fourteen. Forty five to fourteen. I'm going to land at fifty five to fourteen. I mean, look 14. at what West. I mean, Western Kentucky and somebody at the beginning of the season tried to convince me that Western Kentucky was going to be the toughest team we played this year. I did not I can't say remember, that. I can't that remember is who, not was, what I said. who was beating that drum that in August. That is not what I said. I said that, that they were a better team last year than Houston was last year. That's what I said. They mm, have okay, turned we, out not to be. We can split those hairs all day if you want to. That's fine. But if you look at how this team has performed, right, like – this is not going to go well for them. It is not uh, going to go well for them. That is correct. It's this is it's just yeah. So yeah, BYU covers, and I'm also taking the over on the points. Uh, let's see what does Massey is, have for them. What does Massey have for them? Western Kentucky. They're bad. One hundred and eighth. Best team in the country, according to the Massey yeah, it's, ratings. It's not good. Well, I mean, they're better than Texas State nominally. So, but you know what's crazy about this is that the over, the over under on this game is fifty two and a half points, and with a spread of twenty eight and a half points, you're basically saying BYU is going to score all those points. Correct. It's nuts. Like it's that's crazy. It's, it's nuts. So right? so so I love looking at the bottom twenty or so of the of the college football world and thinking about the there's a couple of power 5 teams in that today okay Vanderbilt Oh that's always the best All right um let's see who else I thought there was another one in here Oh yeah Kansas at 0 and 5 Ooh but there are P5 two P5 teams in the bottom 20 and you've got Maryland. Granted, to be fair, they're, they're um, they've just played one game, but they're sitting just outside of that esteemed group. So, and Georgia Tech maybe not too far out of there as well. All right, uh, Western Kentucky. We're done. We spent five minutes on that. Uh, Spencer Thurman off of Facebook, and of course, if you want to join the. The conversation, you can do it on Facebook.com slash Rise and Shout. If John Beck is such an awesome QB coach, why isn't he at BYU? Does he prefer to run his own shop? Do you know if he'd be interested in coaching at the college level? Speculate, speculate, hashtag Facebook. Um, Matt, do you care to speculate? You've met John Beck. We've had I him have. on the I show, have. too. Once. We've had him on the show. I had Thanksgiving dinner with John Beck once. That's right. Um, That's right, you did. So you're so, basically an expert. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, I, I don't know. And you and I kind of talked about this last weekend, so I don't want to give. I won't give away what I believe you're going to say. But what I will say is this: um, I think John Beck. I'm assuming he enjoys very much what he's doing right now. If he has some interest in coaching at the collegiate level, um, I think that a job at BYU would make sense. But I think that if he's thinking about coaching at the collegiate level, he's he's got to be thinking that. Uh, you know, he'd like to be an offensive coordinator, head coach somewhere at some point, which I believe is the only re- way you would lure him away from his current gig, especially to come to BYU. It'd have to be because he's got a lo- he has a long-term goal and desire 
to be a head coach or something somewhere. Other other than that, I think he can achieve most of his personal goals um, by just by doing what he's doing. And Zach Wilson gave him a really solid shout out, shout out with the uh, name of the with the name of the company and the whole deal in his interview with ESPN today. Yeah. Oh, and Zach also indicated he also was like, "Hey, I didn't drive there every time. I did fly a couple times." Nice, and nice. The, the ESPN guys didn't want to talk about that because the driving was such a good story. Yeah, the narrative is not as cool as if he's getting on an airplane. Um, I did find the question from Eric that's at Eric or Eric on Twitter. He says, costume plans in your household. We are going with a Star Wars theme. I'm Han Solo. My wife is Chewbacca. Uh, oldest daughter is Princess Leia from the first uh True Star Wars film, episode four, if you'd like, A New Hope. Uh, and she will be flanked by the two next daughters who are both stormtroopers, who will be a little short for stormtroopers, as they are both significantly shorter than their older sister. And Aren't then you a little short to be a stormtrooper? That's right. And then we've got a Yoda, and we've got a Mandalorian rounding out the group. Matt, you guys already donned your costumes for a trunk or treat, I believe. We did. We did. Um, we are. Uh, I put on a Halloween costume for the first time in probably ten years last weekend. That's amazing. And I was an inf- I was an inflatable. Uh, it was an inflatable costume. I was a dragon. I was a giant dragon. Uh, my wife was. Uh, she borrowed some. Uh, it was actually some stuff I had from an old job. She went as uh, a soldier. We had one kid that was like a green, had one of those green suits on. We had a PJ masks. Um, we had a we had a track coach. I think that's what he said he was. This is my teenager who just, just who comes. He just he just wears whatever he's wearing and says, right. uh, "I'm this." Um. So and my daughter just she was a fan of one of her favorite authors was essentially she went as <laughs> nice. but um anyway so yeah but we we had a good time but yeah i haven't put on a halloween costume in forever um i think eric eric is being second is being sarcastic with this one he says um because dodger fans haven't suffered enough how bs is this baseball season and should the world series winner get a trophy that's half size uh no I I mean I don't have a love of the Dodgers but I think the uh I think this counts I mean the, I thought they put together the best season that they could under the circumstances yeah everybody was dealing with the same circumstances right so yeah yeah uh, it is what it is I mean again I get it people don't like the Yankees Dodgers Red Sox and some of these other teams that spend two hundred million dollars a year. Or whatever, but uh, and if you don't like that, that's fine. I mean, I get it. Um, the flip side to that is the Dodgers have had that, and they're a couple outs away from winning tonight. As I just checked the score, uh, they've had the opportunity to do that for years, and they haven't won because winning in the playoffs is really hard and requires some good luck. So, uh, but I think it'll be a full size trophy. I believe. Um, where would you set the line for BYU to go undefeated? He says, I'll start regular season plus 120 and including the bowl plus 200. I'm not taking either of those. They're good lines. I think he's set them in a decent spot. I'm not touching either of those. Though I I wish I could go back in time and put some money on that. Um, on that prop bet to start the season. <laughs> what was the odds then? Like a thousand? Oh, I don't know. Plus seven fifty. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look that up. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. The line's I tip, good. I, yeah, I I stay away from like these full season things. Um, so I don't know that I can put together a real educated take on it, uh, but. I did, this is probably set in a pretty good spot. All right. Well, we're going to go because I can't decide if I can't quite decide if I would take it or not. So I feel like he's he's drawn a pretty good line. But I, you know, to be honest, um, I might take at the regular season. All right. Um, the bowl is a little gets a little steeper for me just because there's so much there's so there's a variable there that just it's so unknown. All right. I haven't been keeping very good track of time. We're 50 minutes in and not even halfway through the show. 
So we're going to have to go rapid fire on the rest of these tweet back questions. Right. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's uh, do Thorne it. Forsberg on Facebook says, and if you're listening to this on high speed, then this is going to get really annoying because I'm going to talk really fast. No, just a second. Uh, he says, Torrent says about the wide receivers getting off the line of scrimmage. He thinks that's been one of the most dramatic uh, reasons for the turnaround this year. What do you think have been the main factors can, uh, with the drastic turnaround? Matt, pick one. It's, Zach Wilson's improved play is making the receivers around him better. Uh, I'm going to, just so that we don't all pick the same one, I'm going to say the um, better overall play by the defensive line versus last year, outside of Tonga, who we knew would be awesome. James Lowe on Facebook says, what are the long-term impacts of this kind of season? Um, So he basically asks, let's just answer his last question, which is, if you had to guess going forward, so far... We've been around 50, right? Best team in the country under uh, Kalani Satake. If you had to predict the next five years, what do you think our average ranking, if you will, in the top 100 of football teams will be? 30. I'm going to go 35, but I like the 30. I don't think this means we're going to be a top 10 team every year. Um, Preston Arnold in an email says, he, he sent a very thoughtful, good email, but he basically says this. BYU deserves uh, to to be in this conversation, and the schedule isn't our problem. What was our problem in the past was losing two mediocre G5 teams, and that has been Kalani's problem. Buy or sell that Kalani's biggest problem so far has been losing two mediocre G5 teams. I'm going to buy it, and I think that Zach Wilson very carefully referenced it in his interview today on ESPN. Where he t- he, they asked him about, are you, should we be looking at the eye test to understand how good you are, or how should we evaluate you? And his answer was all about consistency. He said, if you look at our performance the last few years, we lost some games that we shouldn't have lost. This year, we're blowing everybody out, and we're not losing these games. That we sh- We're winning all the games that we should win, and we're doing it in big fashion. And I think that that is that's really uh, that's that's really the story there. All right. Uh, Cougfan82 and Chase have questions about Boise State. Chase, we are going to punt on yours, and I don't mean a Rico fake punt or Johnny Linehan fourth and 19 uh, from your own end zone fake punt. Um, I'm not going to speculate on how good Boise State is after one game against a Utah State team that I don't think is very good. Uh, but Cougfan82 says, last year Boise State was 6-0 on 14th when we played spoiler have to think there will be some extra motivation for them. Hashtag tweet bag. Hashtag climb on in. Matt, buy or sell extra motivation for Boise State? I'm going to buy it, but I don't think it's going to matter because we'll also have some extra motivation that will be more important. I say those are great narratives after a game. I don't know how much they play in the game, right? Like do these players and this coaching staff, they'll use it ahead of time, right, to get people... Uh, but how much does it really play in when you're actually in the game? I mean, they're going to be hyped to play us even if even if we had had one loss, right? Um, all right. Our, so it's all been about unis lately, Matt. And I feel like we don't have enough time to do just this justice. I wanted to do a draft of all the uniforms, but I don't want to do this rapid fire. No, this deserves some Oof. discussion. All right, here's what we're going to do. The SIBYU site did a ranking of, and let me credit the author here. This is from, oh, who wrote this? Casey Lundquist did a ranking of the 12 uniforms that we have worn during independence. Okay, And then people tweeted at us, a few people, I think KookFan82 among them, Hey, Matt, what do you think about us doing a 1996 throwback, which I have to assume you'd be stoked out of your brain? Yes. Okay. Take my money. So we will save the uniform draft for another show because we're just, we don't have time. This is like a 15 or 20 minute segment, right? Um, Yeah, this is a whole thing. We'll do it before the season ends. Maybe not next week because we'll be previewing Boise State, but maybe. But you guys keep sending us. We've had such awesome questions the last few weeks, right? Um, you guys are the the tweet bag game is at a very high level. 
Yeah, the Tweetbag game is they're undefeated. Yes, yes. The Tweetbaggers and they and they blew us out tonight. I mean, I, we can't even keep up with it. Yeah, we can't even keep up. All right, so our game to finish is what we're going to call Choose Your Own Adventure. Did you read some of I those books as a kid? Oh, yeah. I loved these books when I, I was a kid. Loved them. By the way, speaking of things you loved as a kid, have you seen the Saved by the Bell trailer for the new series? Yes. I, I don't yes. know if it's like it if it's a disaster waiting to happen or if it'll be entertaining. I, I'm watching it's the trailer. Intentionally a disaster waiting to happen. That's what. It, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I just It'll be fantastic. I, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. All right, Justin Sweeney. Sweeney. He gave us this game. He says, you're given one piece of information about the future. BYU will finish 10-0, but now you have to make a decision. Do you take the four seed in the college football playoff against Clemson or Bama, or do you want to take on the Pac-12 Big 12 champ in the Fiesta Bowl outside of the college football playoff? Choose your own adventure. Hashtag tweetbag. Matt, do you want to play a game that you're more likely to win, or do you want to get a chance to get in the college football playoff to be in the playoff? I want to be in the playoff. I completely agree with you. I, I, I'm I having a hard time picking why you wouldn't be in the playoff. Like, would you rather be in the Super Bowl, or would you no, rather I, not be in the Super I think, Bowl? I think this is the argument. You go to the Fiesta Bowl and you beat a Big 12 or Pac-12 champ. And then in, and then in a, a year or two, and you say you keep up some decent, decent performance, in a year or two, when conference realignment starts happening, you end the season ranked in the top five, perhaps. And you will have beat the, a conference champ from a P5 conference in a Fiesta Bowl. Like that, What that looks like on your resume is pretty solid. Whereas if you show up at the college football playoff, everybody's kind of expecting you to lose against Clemson or Bama. You lose that game. It's just it. I don't. I don't know that it looks the same when people are evaluating if that's even the criteria that they're using to decide whether or not to invite you into a conference. Yes. But historically, historically, a win in the Fiesta Bowl against a one a conference champ from a P5 school would look pretty cool. But at the same time, like I would love to be able to say that we went to a college football playoff. You know, you know, win, lose, or draw the game against Clemson or Bama. Um, yeah. The opportunity to get in there and 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 have a shot at playing for the national title, uh, I I think you have to take that shot. Yeah, I think so too. So Boise State won a Fiesta Bowl against a P five champ. How'd that do to get him into the P five? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. That's not how that works. What worked. about Central Florida? Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Um, so I I, I is, hear is the Sugar Bowl win what got Utah in negative. Negative. Though it helped. It's not bad, right? It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. But nobody, it, that was not the tipping point. I mean, they were looking Colorado. for research institutions. Yeah, Colorado didn't get in um, I, I, because of that. I, I just think if you get a chance to play Bama or Clemson on the biggest stage in college football, you got to take it. I, if you were went back in your DeLorean and got to choose that adventure, right? I, I think I get the other argument to a certain extent. But in the end, as a BYU fan, yes, would it be better? But you're likely to lose any of these games we're talking about, right? As good as BYU is this You'll year. You'd be the underdog in it, all of these scenarios. You wouldn't be favored. So would you rather get a shot at a true miracle to get into the conference championship or a miracle, maybe not as much of a miracle for sure, to have an undefeated special season? Uh, hmm. Maybe I'm convincing myself that it's not stop ludicrous it. to like no, the other Stop one. it. Getting but, to play college football playoff is a, is the culmination of a special season. Yeah, but you lose if you lose the game, right? That's the argument. I, I'm not convincing myself. I'm just saying uh, at first I was like the other side is ludicrous. I don't think it's ludicrous. I I would still pick 99 times out of 100 I'd want to play in the college football playoff. 100 times out of 100. I'd want to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, if I could make so that choice, cool. I'd do it. And just like any Choose Your Own Adventure book, I would make that choice. I would flip to the page that it told me to. The main character would die. I would go back to the previous page, and I would <laughs> pick the other thing, and I'd, pick, and I'd pick the story up from there. 
Yeah, yeah, that's. Funny. I read every single option on all of those. Well, I did. Sure. I would go through it over and over t- until I'd done every possible permutation of the book. I was like Doctor Strange in Choose Your Own Adventure novels. Yeah, just I wanted to know all of the options. Yeah, so I, I, I had a friend when I was in elementary school who, no joke, he said he just read the one and then he stopped and he put the book away. He was that's done. Diabolical. He said, that's the deal. You chose your adventure. You're done. And I just wanted to, like yourself, I just had to know, okay, so the main character died because I made a stupid decision. I want to see what the other one is. That's just, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got their, everybody's got their own thing. That's, that's a bad thing. thing. That's a bad take. It's a bad take, he says. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening. Uh, as always, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash rise and shout. We'll be giving out at halftime of the Boise State game. We will be giving out a, uh, a gift card to uh, the BYU Bookstore or Royal Army. Your choice to a uh, faithful Patreon subscriber. Um, again, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and we will catch you next time. Go Cougars!